0: Hi, Deepti. Welcome to the Eco-Sheroes podcast. So lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me, Pallavi. It's uh, truly a pleasure. (laughs) Deepti, to start with, it would be great if you could uh, introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Deepti.
1: I am actually a Dubai kid. I grew, I'm born here. I grew up here, spent all my life here. I come from a very middle class family. Uh, very uh, not very high ambitions when I was growing up uh, but then life led me to uh, you know kind of become an entrepreneur. Um, I think it um, I'm I'm blessed that I had a 13 years of uh, corporate life mm-hmm. uh, just mostly in finance and accounting and I've worked with really uh, how do you say inspiring empowering people so all that translated me to kind of have an established corporate life and then also have the freedom to choose to become an entrepreneur um, after almost 13 to 14 years and that's how Only Ethical started. I'm originally from India I'm I'm from Kerala and I live here with uh, in Dubai with my uh, my small family Uh, With my husband and my
0: daughter. Yeah, nice. Nice. That's wonderful. So how did your journey into sustainable fashion begin? What made you start your initiative only ethical, which is fashion so why this idea okay so just a background about me I was a hardcore
1: fast fashion shopper when Mm. I was having a salary (laughs) as as an employee as a hardcore fast fashion uh, shopper and I think it's it's very it's very strange I never thought when I was buying when I was buying but I never 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 thought what goes behind this I never Mm. asked that question like, you know, it is like, uh, it was a highlight of my day if I found a nice dress at the cheapest price.
0: Mm, That's yes, the
1: kind yes. of person I was. So when I actually took a break from work, my corporate life, um, I started uh, looking into fashion because I I, I liked fashion. You know, mm. I, I like fashion because it's creative. Yeah. You know, it's somebody's design. It is somebody's, um, it makes... I don't know. It used to make me happy when right. I um, uh, when I see a nice p- piece of cloth or even a fabric, um, and uh, so I started learning a bit more about uh, fashion and things like that. And it was the same time uh, the conversation started happening mm-hmm. around sustainability in general yeah. in this region, and uh, you know, so I started learning more about sustainability in general. And I came across some conversations, very random, you know, get togethers uh, where people started speaking about fashion and things like that. And Netflix started, uh, oh. they came up with true cost uh, Yes, documentary.
0: yes that I watched that. And and that was, yeah. Yes,
1: that was really an eye opener. Like till then, honestly, in all honesty, I had no clue. I never asked the question, how is this? Uh, you know, create, what is the impact of this? Uh, because nobody tells you that, you yeah. know, nobody, um, everyone was so stuck up on consumerism, um, you know, like, make it available, let's sell, sell, sell. So then I kind of figured out, okay, I want to understand more about sustainable fashion. And I started shopping something uh, for myself. I mean, started looking out, you know, what are the options? So this was back in between 2018 and 19. And then the only options that I found was like brands, like uh, luxury brands, like Stella McCarthy, you know, just mm. big budget. You know, I don't have that budget. Even now, I kind of all of a But uh, so then I realized there is there is a certain, there's a gap in the market where um, the potentially at that time, back in 2018, 19, there could be a demand for mm. more sustainable products, but not everyone can shell out uh, $1,000 for a pair of fans or a top or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, uh, I was like, it's not possible that, you know, it has to be only luxury. Hmm. And I investigated a bit more. And uh, that's how we actually uh, came across uh, Doodle Age, which is one of our partners who work with us on our website. It yeah. does amazing stuff. Um, they upcycle from fabric waste. The founders, the co-founders of um, Doodle Age is actually a good friend as well. So, you know, we started having this very healthy conversation around sustainable fashion and what's the kind of uh, impact they are trying to bring I was like guys we should work together you know let's do something together and so then they said yeah you tell tell us how you know and then we start working together I said okay and then that's how Only Ethical actually came together then uh, there was also other brands like Summer House was one of the first brands that we had very good company so the interesting part is that the brands that I launched uh, were all from India
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: so they are able to produce a sustainable fashion and uh, the price of like a, you know three fifty, five hundred the rooms you get a nice dress. yeah, uh, primarily because they are at source of the resources, the raw materials, yeah? yeah, so they don't have a lot of import, export going, I mean, import of raw materials going on. And um, obviously, uh, it's made in India, right. so the labor cost is much different from how it is, if it is produced in a country in Europe or even locally anyway at that point. Right. They were able to produce solutions, you know, certain price point, which is makes it more accessible for the right. audience here, a larger right. audience. So, yeah, I started with five brands like that, primarily focusing on sustainable materials, Mm -hmm. uh, ethical production, and process itself. The the other one that we started was Riaz Jaipur, again, based out in India. Um, Very interesting. Their production unit back in 2018 itself was um, powered by solar. Wow. There's a wastewater management there. Um, mm-hmm. So we, uh, yeah, so that's that's another. So it's not just a product and the ethical production. We mm-hmm. also kind of uh, yeah. try to um, work with understanding, like, you know, how was their whole process, the sustainability process. Right. And there was another company called Free Set. They were actually helping women who uh, escaped from human trafficking, uh they teach them, you know, and how to make a bag, a t-shirt, and things like that
0: we worked with them as well. I um, love the bag which I have I bought from yeah, I that brand. Yes, the blue and the green one. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. All lovely. my family has it. <laughs> It's lovely. I love Yeah, that everyone shirt. loved this bag. Yeah. So <laughs> that was
1: also a very interesting collaboration. Hmm. Um So, yeah, so from five brands, we have come to 40 brands now. And each one of them have a very interesting story. Mm. Uh, They are homegrown brands. They are um, working in small batches of production. Everything is made to order, you know, to absolutely control waste of production. But the interesting things, um, I'll just try to be uh, very honest here. Even if it is made to order, there is a lot of waste. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So imagine in mass production, ah. like the amount of waste that is produced—it's actually produced or not used. So, um, so yeah, so we we I mean, we had a couple of challenges, like you know, trying to sell a made-to-order concept in the market because everybody's used to. 90 minutes delivery you know next day delivery things like right. that so I think initially it was very difficult to communicate but now people understand so yeah so basically I think only ethical came into being because we had a very strong base of brands mm. uh, they're good brands doing good stuff and uh, really honest stuff and every brand that we have recruit or onboarded after we have uh, followed the same uh, ethos in selecting them right it's a good brand they does nice yes. stuff fabrics right. good prints I've uh, visited their factories uh, not factories like their unit Um, very 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 Um, it's a very well established
0: homegrown brand as well what helped only ethical is the people that we are associated with lovely lovely and i think that uh, credit goes to you to actually find the right people you know yeah who are ethical and sustainable in their uh, operations or operations you know, yeah yeah that's yeah. that's wonderful Thank and you. and are these all 40 brands from india or now you have uh, brands from other places as well right now we
1: have you know, like 80 percent of the brands are from india that we have
0: nice. Uh, we have few brands
1: from UAE. Okay. We have one brand from Sri Lanka. She also upcycles from fabric waste. Nice. Uh, and we have one brand from Ukraine, which is not very active.
0: Yeah, due to of the presence yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because initially, India was our main supplier base, we have already a supply chain system, which is kind of sorted in a way. We have a control on the carbon footprint. Yeah, All that is kind of sorted. Now, for anything outside India, you know, I, I just think, okay, let's get a brand from Australia. But I was like, no, but the carbon footprint is exactly. going to be... just so much. Yeah. How do we uh I mean there's no point in generating so much carbon footprint and then offsetting. We should, you know, kind of balance it, yeah. True. It's it's but actually uh, so important, right? So that's why, you know, we've uh we've not actually gone out there mm-hmm. and getting products from very far off. Yeah. Yeah. Because, makes sense. Uh, yeah yeah and but we are trying to with a certain gaps probably on a website in terms of style we're trying to find other solutions which is closer to UA, you know in terms of carbon carbon footprints and stuff like that it's more reasonable and it's something manageable in terms of offsetting i truly don't think we have to have there's no point in skyrocketing our footprints and then say look i offset doesn't That is not how we want to function. And that's not how we are functioning today. I'm fighting hard to stay that way. I appreciate those efforts
0: because that is true sustainability. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Actually, it's a milestone. This year, we are able to start offsetting our carbon footprints. Since Uh June, we started doing it. So the way we work is currently, we are offsetting carbon footprints generated for the product journey to the customer. So basically, once it leaves the uh, supplier manufacturer limit from that point till it reaches the customer. Okay, We are offsetting the carbon footprints. And uh, the customer has a choice on our website to either choose if they want to offset any part of the carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you were to go on our website, choose a product, Mm -hmm. um, there is a 25 fills that is uh, showing as a carbon offset, which you can choose to pay or not pay. Uh Uh, So this 25 fills is to offset the carbon footprint's from let's say from the Dubai courier company to your house. Oh, okay. Mm. So, so the customer is uh, given an option only for the last leg of uh-huh. uh, delivery whereas okay. we take care of all the other uh, car, customer driven footprint yeah right. only for the logistics part supply chain part uh, yeah. because um, that's where we have control i'm very very happy that we have been able to kind of you know set this aside yeah. as a yeah. company itself so we are working with a local company uh, olive gaia to mm-hmm. do the calculation yeah. certify it and also find us projects uh, so right now we are uh, offsetting against uh, renewable energy in Turkey. Oh wonderful. Nice. Uh you know act of doing carbon offset it's still very cluttered in the market as such mm. you know so everyone is trying to do what is in their capacity okay. and with the options they have so until this thing gets more structured, which I think eventually all countries will be obliged to kind of have a carbon tax, or you know, audit
0: at an individual level also, because we are, that's a need of the hour. Yeah. Coming back to sustainable fashion, what yeah. according to you is sustainable fashion? For us, when we onboard a brand, there are, I think,
1: the four things that we look at, that is people, how they impact the planet, the environment, what is your process and Mm. how good is your product itself? Like, Is it a good quality product? When I say people, you know, you take care of the, not take care, but you know, you pay them a fair and living wage for your workers, give them a respectable working conditions, neat and clean areas, keep them comfortable Mm. to, you know, actually come and deliver good products. Planet, we focus on the resources that is going into making the product. We focus on onboarding brands who work with natural fabrics only. We don't have synthetic, we don't even do viscose because, as per my understanding, it has a certain um, impact on the, in the process of making viscose, okay. uh, even though it is derived from uh, a tree uh, like a rayon, uh, the process of converting into a fabric, uh, it can be, there's a chemical, I think it's called carbon monoxide or something. Okay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: This is very harmful for water because most of the time it goes yeah. into the reverse next to the production unit where the fabric is made. And this impacts um, generations of uh, uh, children and their health and even old, young and the future generation. It impacts their health. So there is a certain, um, it's not very structured in terms of viscose production. So Mm -hmm. we are, you know, we said, okay, we are not doing viscose. But if it is a viscose that is certified, yes, we will look into it. Mm -hmm. But any generic viscose, we are not doing it. Mm -hmm. We don't do rayon. Uh, we don't do synthetic, virgin synthetic fabrics like polyester and things like that, yeah. uh, unless it's recycled yeah. or upcycled. Oh, okay. These your, options you will find basically materials which reduces uh, impact, reduces impact on the environment. Mm. Um, something we look at and of course the process how you know what is their process they follow in terms of even designing a certain style uh, what do they do with the wastage and things like that of course the product itself we see if that product is in is interesting for our audience is it good quality products and yeah I mean the
0: basic I think good quality products are more long lasting as well right exactly exactly Mm.
1: yeah so these are the things that uh, we look into when it's sustainable fashion we have structured our onboarding based on this as well and we also try like all the brands we work with they even for themselves they are a make-on-order concept so they Mm. don't produce in mass Mm. they are They produce only when the order is placed and confirmed by the customer. Or they make in small batches during, you know, peak season. You want to kind of meet the requirements. So that is, I think, slow fashion, here. Yeah, slow Mm. fashion, yeah. Right. So this is how, this is what sustainable Sustainable fashion is. Yeah. So kind of considering all aspects of it. Yeah. uh, And what Only Ethical does, like our uh, add-on to this whole thing is that, uh, we add an element of making it available to the customer through a green channel, so yeah. buy offsetting carbon and things like that. So uh, actually, we it's not just about carbon offset. We have even optimized our supply chain in a way that, you know, the travel time to the customer is, we have considerably reduced it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: so we have done uh, some strategic investments for that mm-hmm. uh, and then the other part is we are also tied up with one person for planet where our contribution uh, where, where we want to focus on the humanitarian giving back yeah. so this is something that we have been doing from 2020 also all these I would say giving back building a green channel we've we want this to be more certified more transparent and that's why we have uh you know signed up with one person for planet and uh, olive gaia for uh, you know
0: to to be a bit more authentic yes yes so uh, if you could just briefly explain what is this one person for planet initiative yeah so it's actually it's u.s based Uh, okay
1: it is founded by the founder of uh, patagonia Oh, um, yeah. yeah, even that was uh, that's the most
0: sustainable brand, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it, it's, it's an inspiration, Patagonia yes. is
0: truly an inspiration. Truly inspiration. inspiration, yeah, yeah.
1: So, the way it works is that you have a yearly membership fee, okay, mm-hmm. which has gone up now by 500 to 500,
0: okay, and
1: every year, yeah, we have to declare what is our revenue. Okay. And how much we would pay, not how much, we have to pay 1% of that. Okay. uh, For a cost.
0: Okay. so you
1: can either and they have a list of NGOs that is uh, for different activities you know in their directory which we can choose to contribute right or you can find another NGO outside of this directory
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: can make contribution there and then you can just provide the certificate of payment you know like a payment confirmation right right so the first year when we had to do it was during covid so we chose one from their directory which was supporting an uh, urban area uh, sorry rural area in India to support a community of people there second year we went with uh, feeding um, feeding India by Zomato okay Uh, we contributed there and the third year we supported uh, through Emirates Red Crescent for um, the victims of the earthquake that happened in Turkey and Syria So we select different causes, I would say, Mm. and more on a humanitarian level, because I think while we are working on the environment part through our products and other processes, we also want to
0: kind of do a bit on that side as well. I loved your uh, Instagram reel, which you posted, I think, uh, yesterday. Ah, yes. Sustainability starts from humanity. That's lovely. I know. It's
1: true, right? I mean, it's only when you start
0: caring, you can be conscious. I know, exactly. So you have a beautiful collection of eco-friendly clothes uh, and you also highlighted some of the fabrics, like you also mentioned about khara kapas, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you could just elaborate a little more on all these eco-friendly fabrics for people to identify what can be considered as you know eco-friendly. Yeah, sure. So
1: there are two types. One is virgin fabrics, and one is uh, upcycle, recycle fabrics. Yeah. Um. So in virgin fabrics, you have organic cotton, natural cotton. And hemp linen. There's other alternate fabrics coming. I think
0: ramie is also a very interesting fabric. Is, which, is bamboo, uh, feeds... bamboo also a eco-friendly fabric, or does it all use a lot of chemical additives? You know.
1: So it uh, so there's see there's a lot of greenwashing happening. Yeah. Um, in terms of fabric, I'll tell you an example. We are working on a project right now, and we've been trying to source fabrics for it. There is a certain fabric we want to use and people have been selling us or pitching to us. Mm -hmm. So they want to, uh, they're trying to sell this to us in a mix of uh, viscose, polyester. And then even though you're like absolutely clear, like that I don't want anything that is made from these these, these materials, Mm -hmm. give me a cotton-based fabric. Uh, So, okay, I'll tell you, It's, it's a fabric called Bemberg. Okay, Bemberg oh. is an alternate fabric now,
0: uh-huh. uh,
1: it's actually uh, uh, made from the uh, waste of cotton, oh. uh, cotton plant, or oh. uh, the flower of the cotton. Uh-huh. So it is, it is a very, uh, it's actually a very sustainable alter, alternate fabric right now. That's used and it has this, you know, nice satin finish, but in the market, if you go, you have to be very careful what you get because people are mixing it with viscose, they're mixing it with polyester mm-hmm. and they, but they don't tell you that. They just tell you it's Bemberg
0: okay. and you were
1: like, okay, this is Bemberg. Okay, I will buy it. So, you know, our project is just getting delayed because of, you know, we are not able to find genuine genuine, yeah genuine um i think that's when certifications helps a lot but not everyone can afford Afford, certifications very expensive very expensive so uh, coming back to your question about bamboo it's very important you check where it's made Mm. how it is made yeah yeah Uh, i mean anything for that matter we have to be very sure where it is made bamboo can be very sustainable Okay, and it, uh, if it is not made in an ethical production unit, um, and if it's mass produced, so as mm-hmm. soon as there's mass produced, there's a lot of chemicals and things uh, going into the production of it. So, yes, bamboo yeah. is can be a sustainable fabric, mm-hmm. but it's so widely used right now, so you have to get into the details of how it is made and who's making it. Um and you know kind of uh, be sh- you be sure you know that what you're getting into, and then it makes sense. But like fabrics like organic cotton, so if you have to call something organic, you need to have the GOTS certification yeah. otherwise you cannot so there is some validity there exactly there is no um, control over uh, fabrics like bamboo that can be certified at least yeah. I'm not aware of okay. hemp is a very nice fabric something that I have been recently using a lot okay. um, and I love the fabric it's it gives you a nice I and mean, like you know rusty look and uh-huh. uh, it's very comfortable uh-huh. especially in this weather and uh, depending on the The density of the fabric, you know, it does not crease a lot.
0: Okay. Um, I think that's and, a great uh, plus point because people always yes. want wrinkle-free clothes. Yeah.
1: Free, yes.
0: Yeah, but then wrinkle is also has its own own exactly. I, I think now also the trend has come with wrinkled clothes. Yes, hemp. exactly. Yeah, there's <laughs> a
1: wrinkle collection going on. Uh, yeah. crinkle, crinkle. Crinkle. Wrinkle. Crinkle yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um hemp is my uh, current favorite fabric yeah. and uh, it's just that it can be a little pricey at this yeah. point because there is not many countries producing hemp. Okay. Uh, the similar challenge that organic cotton had like yeah. uh, 10, five to uh, maybe 10 years back. Mm. It was very highly priced. Now the prices have come down a lot and then in between it increased now. it's Yeah, so uh, these are the fabrics. See, there are a lot of alternate fabrics. There is banana fabric. There is soya fabric. Uh, somebody was telling me about aloe vera fabric. Oh, um, it so it's very interesting when you hear it but you know there's a lot of yeah a lot of mis- wrong information that's going on in the market so we have to be very careful Bemberg is actually a very nice fabric i've seen the original one which is 100 percent bemberg, and it's very very good fabric but again you have to be sure where you're sourcing it from yeah and also um i personally like hand-woven fabrics like in countries like india pakistan egypt uh you know there's a very um, the the fabric is the it's in the dna of these countries exactly. right exactly uh, so i i actually started wearing khadi after i started over ethical nice. uh, Till then i was not uh, very um I, I didn't know what is kadi i mean i knew but, yeah, it, but it's not something that i would wear Exactly. Um, but uh, nice. now i have a lot of kadi cotton in my wardrobe so That is, uh, it's a nice fabric. It's very
0: light. Khadi cotton, uh, it is hand woven. That's why it's called hand woven, right? Uh, Yeah,
1: the the weaving is uh, called khadi. So everything is a weave. Uh, Cotton is a base. Khadi is a weave.
0: And I think that gives a lot of employment to these village Yes. artisans right who are yes. actually losing this uh, yeah the technique you technique you know? oh, this, of khadi yes. yeah
1: so what that's why I love about the brands that we work with they mm-hmm. actually reach out to communities in different corners of India nice. um, and they find people and they give them jobs mm-hmm. so when you look at a country like India you know you have a lot of traditions yeah. spread all across like you know and there are different fabrics different embroidery different designs spread all across the country so imagine taking a tour around the country just to find fabrics and you know people Mm -hmm. who do what you have in your mind that is that is very 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 interesting and Mm -hmm. it's culture you know Uh, even 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 historically india is, is known for the fabric and the culture of weaving, of, uh, you know, that's that's, a, that's in DNA. Yeah, in natural guys, it's in yeah. the DNA of the country. So, mm. um, so it's very. I mean, to, to be very honest, I am more close to my country since yeah. last. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> of four, five years through only ethical in terms of you know the cultural, uh, the culture of fabric making and right. uh, how do you say the artisanal uh, yeah. creativity understanding the yeah exactly and it's not just India like you know I've through this i've be i've become more interested in other countries you yeah. know what is that they are producing i've started learning about fabrics in egypt um, nice. you know what are they making um even in pakistan you know like mm-hmm. is very popular in pakistan as well oh. and you know learning that you know that culture that yeah. we both uh, both countries have it's yeah. very interesting And I I recently discovered, not recently, some couple of uh, years back, which was a very interesting information. The linen from Pakistan is one of the best linen. Oh, is it? Okay. And I've I've, I've, um, seen the fabric but i've not actually had uh anything made out of it but if anybody's looking for some good linen pakistan linen is supposed to be i mean they're already famous for their leather uh-huh. but linen is also um, a very good fabric that comes nice. from pakistan so yeah that's for me that is in terms of virgin fabrics yeah. then i also like the concept of upcycle and recycle mm-hmm. i have i i do have a lot of upcycle and recycle in my
0: wardrobe i like the concept of you know like yeah. reusing yeah um, i I was actually going to ask about upcycle fabrics a bit later, but yeah, if you could explain what is the Uh, concept of upcycling fabrics because people sometimes have this notion that it is made from waste uh, used cloth scrap and how is it environmentally friendly again under upcycle there
1: are two ways of doing it Mm -hmm. one is like for example what Dudlej does is that they go out into the textile industries Mm -hmm. and so what happens uh, in um, mills uh, who produce a lot of fabrics Uh, they work for uh, mass-produced brands so even to produce um, there is always extra fabric Mm -hmm. that they have to pick uh, that sometimes the brands don't buy from them or they're not paid for it or whatever Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. this lies in their uh, warehouse and it's not sold Mm -hmm. so obviously you know they have to clear out their space yes so uh, uh, at Saint, uh, so Doodlage was one of the companies in India who started sourcing from these uh waste fabrics. So these are actually brand new fabrics, but they uh source from the textile industries, okay, and they make from them. So it's actually excess production which they're yeah. using.
0: Nice, so, which would land- otherwise go to the landfill, I think, landfill, or, the bases, yes. or they just burn it. Oh burn my things. god really okay yeah
1: so they do they they kind of innovate how to use the fabric they see when you upcycling the design process is different you have to first see the resource available and then design
0: yeah whereas
1: when you're using virgin (laughs) resources you design first First and then then you you go for your resources this is what i understood yeah i might be wrong i'm not a designer Yeah, so they buy plain fabrics and they do new prints on it to make it look quirky, uh, you know, more interesting. And if the fabric has any damage, they do embroideries there. Uh, Because most of the time the fabrics are rejected because of some, you know, the print is not, the line is not straight or, you know, there's there's a hole somewhere. So they kind of fix all those um, uh, defects Mm -hmm. through embroideries and get smart about it. And they make, uh, I love what Urlesh does. um, Yeah, I love those, uh, that collection. Yes. And what is
0: special is that it's all limited. Yeah. Because
1: you don't, you're you're just making It's very unique.
0: Each dress is very unique. It's like a boutique uh, store. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly and the fabric runs out the
1: design runs out you can't yeah. have the same thing so that is uh, the upcycle bit there is also and also what they do uh, is that whatever waste that comes out of uh, making a dress for example mm-hmm. uh, they use that to make bags uh, you know they shred the fabric make paper out of it you wow.
0: know so the law yes yes I remember you had used, you remember uh, the notebook yes fabric waste Notebooks, right? So that's made from cotton
1: waste, actually. Ah. So they shred the fabric in their uh, their uh, in the production unit that comes as cut pieces, Mm -hmm. and they make notebook out of it. The other type is like, for example, you know, this is normally done on a one to one basis, not like Mm -hmm. you know they launch a collection as such on our website. Um, is that like you know if you have an old sari or old jean that you want to get it upcycled, to make it some, you know, repair something here or make a sari into dress or, you know, that kind of, or a bed sheet into something else. Um, They kind of upcycle that as well, but that is more on one-to-one basis. So that's the upcycling concept. Now, recycle, uh, again, um, it's a very um, uncontrolled uh, word used in terms of you know the sustainable fashion like I was uh, hearing a video uh, the other day and the lady was saying um, you might have just one or two threads of recycled mm-hmm. yarn in a dress and they can call it made from recycled fabric really
0: so
1: yeah this is happening out there so the, what I'm trying to say is that there is no proper regulation mm-hmm. uh, on, uh, you know, how a
0: product can be called as recycled. Yeah, um, because you think if it's a like, you know, sold as recycled polyester yeah. T-shirt, I assume that all the entire T-shirt is made of recycled. It could be. It could be. Yeah. What I'm saying, there are
1: also people doing this. Yeah, there, there are people doing uh, Hundred percent recycled polyester, like hundred percent. Right, right. And um,
0: there are also people, uh, you know, using it as a marketing um, communication. Yeah. To so, is there any a... pointers how we can detect whether? I think uh, knowing uh, where you're buying it from. Um, uh, yes. You
1: should be uh, careful with that. I think this will take it. Uh, it will not take any much longer for this to get more structure, like. Mm-hmm. Thing in Europe and France uh, Netherlands Germany there's already they're working on legislations to control the sustainable fashion terms you know what you can call what and things like that
0: mm. so
1: uh yeah again recycle you have to be a little um you make a choice I would mm. say like there's a lot of you know hype around uh you know making um uh, recycle polyester t-shirt from fl- plastic bottles or any other plastic you know like yeah. plastic granules. is the recycle polyester t-shirt solving an environmental issue that is That's something inevitable. that <laughs> you know plastic is a good component yeah it, yeah. it helps a lot of things it makes yeah. a lot of things even in medical in hospitals yeah, plastic is very in terms of you know the syringe and things Ooh, are Hopefully they'll bring about some other uh, solutions yeah, in the solution. future. Right now, plastic is right. available right. and it is useful in certain sectors. Very useful, actually. Yeah. So you know, I think we have to be more conscious about what what recycled products you want to add in your lifestyle. Is uh, pla- recycling from plastic bottles is it really sustainable that is you know you have to make your own research and make uh, a yeah. decision because again you have recycled polyester t-shirt then you you know there's microplastic exactly yeah every time you push uh there are there is scientific evidence you know yes. that the uh, microplastic uh, going out into the oceans uh, into the environment it reached even Antarctica so mm-hmm. uh, exactly. so yeah yeah So, you know, we have to make that conscious decision. If recycled plastic is a good option, I have my own views about it. Uh, But having said that, there are certain activities which require us to wear uh, a durable polyester fabric, Mm. like uniforms and things
0: like that. Mm. But uh, again, you know, um, can we find alternate uh, solutions? I wish for uniforms they have more of, you know. Uh, natural fabrics than yeah. these polyester because it's... children are wearing it every day every day yes i don't like it. Yeah, yeah exactly I don't like it. so i was
1: recently uh, watching uh, a podcast mm-hmm. and then uh, the the gentleman there he was saying that it's very recently that polyester and nylon is considered as a durable dry fit fabric
0: mm. but in
1: yeah. the past i think past like i'm not sure he mentioned some years yeah but the the days when there was black and white television athletes they used to wear wool oh okay for their you know um races and things like that so wool was considered as it's natural mm-hmm. and considered as a dry fit material
0: oh okay
1: so, uh, so he's like, what happened to wool? Why are we not using wool and things like that? So yeah, so those, you know, the I'm sure we have to. Somebody has to invest in, you know, doing a proper research around it. Yeah. recycled plastic is still very much cheaper than wool, actually. Yeah. So wool, as in, you know, I think it was merino wool. So yeah, there is a cost matter there, obviously, and the other type of recycled fabric is uh, post-consumer waste fabric. Mm-hmm. So what happens, like you know, the T-shirt I wear, you know, one day I decide not to wear.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I have, I you know, kind of give it to a recycling unit. Mm-hmm. They can make shreds of this T-shirt, okay. and they can uh, make yarns out of it, and make a uh, new fabric out of it. Nice. So all that is. Yeah. So then they go through lab tests and stuff like that to see if, if the fabric is strong enough, um, durable enough to kind of, you know, be wearable.
0: Even if the fabric is like a mixture of two, three fibers, it still can yeah. be recycled. Yeah. Yeah. It can be recycled. Oh. The, nice.
1: uh, we had a couple of collections like that. They tried with uh, denim. Oh, nice. uh, yeah so denim it was um, it was uh, it was shredded into yarns and they okay. made new fabric out of it so normally uh, right now with the with the options that's available in the market uh, the post-consumer waste fabrics are less durable
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, therefore not lo- wearable for long oh. so they mix it with certain percentage of virgin fabric Okay. like with natural cotton or something. So that time it becomes a bit more durable. Okay. So, you know, the, the, there are solutions, you know, yeah. uh, and some people fortunately are working on it. So, yeah, I think I think whatever suits your lifestyle and whatever suits, you know, whatever you're convinced with your research, that should be, I mean, that's how you make a choice on what kind of
0: materials to wear. Right, yeah, true, nice. That was a great uh explanation regarding eco-friendly accessories yeah can you highlight the problem with non-eco-friendly accessories and like again why do we need to go for eco-friendly accessories your collection is beautiful I love it I mean all the accessories you have is so genuine and beautiful uh, you never feel the need to go yeah. for these you know synthetic products yes but yeah if you could explain our audience that you know what is the problem with these non-eco-friendly or what what comes in the category of eco-friendly and non-eco-friendly accessories
1: so again we have tried to offer uh, accessories jewelry which is made from metals Mm. Um, we have we have silver so we have stayed uh with this and we also had some accessories which were made with glass beads at some oh. point
0: uh-huh. um
1: so we were very specific we will not do the
0: uh, you know the plastic beads uh, yeah. on the website so we uh, got it clarified i think when your bags are made of very nice you know fiber or fabric uh, which is very eco-friendly or do you still have those uh, bags which I remember we
1: used to have a a nice brand which was uh, made from cork oh okay
0: Mm -hmm. they
1: actually stopped the brand at not uh, kind of they stopped working um, now they okay. have relaunched and uh, we yeah, we are supposed to get in touch with them to see if they want to relaunch on our website and things right. like that mm-hmm. so cork is a interesting uh, fabric
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh sorry material Aquarium. for bags
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so again with I, I'll just touch up on jewelry a bit yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for jewelry we I don't know about you, but at least for me, I am not very, I'm not a very jewellery person, Same, yeah. but I like to buy see, yeah. it. Like, plain. <laughs>
0: yeah. sure the I canvas
1: know. is plain. <laughs> like, yes. So, you know, I, I like, I, I, I like people who create things. Yeah. I like designs, but somehow for me, wearing jewellery for myself does not come very easily. I have to make an effort, you know. I don't spend time to see this, though I wish I did, because I when I see people doing that, they look beautiful, you know. I it's very nice. Yeah. And uh, I I, ha- I don't have that capability to kind of mix and match and see it work. Sometimes I do yeah. and I just hope that it looks good. And anyways, um, so but I do buy. It. Mm. now the problem with me is if I don't use I buy and I always think like you know um, and in the past I used to buy a lot of uh, you know synthetic like uh, you know plastic uh, mm. you know the cheap ones that you get in the market okay. and and you, I had so much and in the end I would not use any of it and then yeah. just throw them that- Mm. Or they just get naturally thrown out. I sound like a very unorganized person, but uh, I'm getting getting there. Please. I was the
0: same actually. I used to yeah. buy everything I found beautiful, but as you said, I never knew how to wear it, right? Yeah, I don't wear it, just it was for collection. Yeah. So it just, I think through yeah. time, if you don't wear those cheap stuff, it just gets discolored. Yeah. Foiled. Exactly, they get black and black. it, it
1: yeah. doesn't. It hurts the ears yes. and stuff like that. So now I have conscious. So since I discovered, you know, wearing. So some people are allergic to brass. Uh, yeah. oh, fortunately, okay. and so we always tell people if you're allergic to brass, you know, we have a silver option. option is available.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, so. And so now I've become a bit more structured in my purchasing of jewelry and yeah. what I've seen is you know like how you said these uh, materials they don't get worn out you know it's still there and yes. if tomorrow I decide to give it to somebody it's still in a good condition or if I decide to wear it on one fine day it's still in good condition I don't have to worry about uh, you know is it getting black or is it getting um a little painful for my ears or things yeah. like that yeah so that is something uh, I feel, and also the the synthetic ones. You know, again, it's small pieces going out in the environment. Yes, uh, microplastics yeah. again, yeah. Microplastic again. Uh, so we are trying to. Uh, so so it's a very it's a very it's a difficult difficult space for me because there are some beautiful stuffs people create using mm-hmm. synthetic materials, mm-hmm. but I can't work with them. But mm-hmm. you know, I I need to. And they, I mean, it's like their designs, their passion works for those materials. You know, I hope, I wish they find alternates for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely true because they're beautiful stuff i also like ceramic ceramic uh jewelries yeah. are very oh, nice oh wow uh,
0: you get jewelry yeah. ceramic as well yeah yeah i jewelry. thought it's only had, for those uh you know crockery
1: items uh, Chris, no they have started making we had one lady uh from ukraine she had sent us some earrings for our website we still nice. have them so she was saying it's actually she heats them in the oven um you know the oh. i don't know what's called
0: know, furnace or for something a kiln like kiln yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and then is uh, she actually you know kind of does it with hand So uh-huh. I like jewelry that is made by hand um uh-huh. that's very um, very homegrown unique uh-huh. uh, that you cannot find outside uh-huh. so so with jewelry what we try to do is we uh, focus on the material is more metal based but there is not much eco-friendly option other than metal based but so we focus on the process of making it and the brand itself like with their homegrowns and ethical production and what is the impact of the waste uh, from these uh, brands. So that's how we make a selection for jewelry. Mm. Uh, Bags, um, it's very difficult to be honest. Um, We had a, a website, uh, a brand sell with us, which had cork, which is good quality cork, actually. Mm-hmm. Then we had a brand, another brand, which was selling with Pinatex, but that didn't work very well because okay. it was very durable what they were using.
0: okay. Uh,
1: so, so, the uh, and then uh, the, there's also this vegan leather. Oh, that's there yeah. in the market, which is very debatable. Yes. Uh, and uh, we... People we get contacted a lot to list uh, vegan leather on our website, and we're like, no, it's not. I mean, yes. I mean, show me
0: apple leather. You know that exactly. is exactly yeah yes.
1: true. Vegan leather is like basically plastic. Yeah, it's, it's just people. greenwashing.
0: Like just, put just the term vegan and yes, they you sell everything. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So um, so with bags, uh, I feel we are not having enough options out there so Mm. that's why our collection is also not very we need to work on that a bit more
0: yeah Um, there are options about banana fiber bags do are they like there are there is some you know in the market banana fiber they look quite um, what do you say raw like the fiber looks quite raw but uh, it looks pretty good what do you think about those bags Uh, i think it looks very close to pinatex have you is seen pinatex pinatex is no. it's a pineapple pineapple yeah i think yeah yeah I yeah think. so i think it's very close to this mm. so
1: um i i just uh feel the because right now in all these fabrics uh, yeah. sorry materials that i've seen for bags mm. uh, i like cork Okay. i like apple leather yeah these two are something that i've i've seen that the durable as well right durable exactly mm-hmm. because when it comes to bags and wallets and things yeah. like that mm-hmm. you know you use it a lot like you yes. you you know, you
0: keep, yes. you know you and
1: bags it. i think you are like carrying weight as well so Very. even canvas bag is good I like it. So, you have so when, so the thing I, what I found with Pinatics banana fiber, we did not have, but I've seen the material. Mm. It's, uh, it's nice for those who who understands it yeah but it's not something that can appeal easily to everybody I understand yeah right very true especially in GCC market what we have seen is people are very brand conscious when it comes to their bags and wallets and then you're telling them uh, you know um, I have a bag of cork which costs like 500 600 dirhams they're like okay why should I pay for a Mm non-branded bag so much you know so Then at least uh, I should be able to tell them that this is durable, you know, and Mm. at the same time, it makes an impact on the environment or or you say less impact on the environment, things like that. So, so yeah, so it really depends on what options you have and uh, your lifestyle and you pick that suitable for you so right now yeah like I said cork and apple leather is something I like a lot and yeah. also there is a uh, recycled plastic bags available oh. so I think there's a brand yeah. called veganology they, veganology it's a UAE based oh. brand okay uh, we are we are we do not have them on our website um, but uh, it's a brand that I follow and they, they have good stuff as well it's a UAE based brand
0: okay it's like a recycled plastic is it Uh, Yeah,
1: recycled plastic. And I think they also have apple leather, if I'm not mistaken. Oh,
0: okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They have some good stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, so that is about jewelry and accessories and so it's not a very organized category in terms Mm. of because we are in this this region if you go to Canada and Australia they have a lot of options there the materials they
0: have there is much more advanced uh, I think even uh, for the hair bands they have organic cotton bands which again you know I'm sorry I yeah, I yeah. have too many, Uh, I, no. I think too much. Actually, I, Asian, I, no? even I am like that, like, you know, yeah. I question everything. <laughs> everything. So
1: initially, when I started Only Ethical, our packaging was made of organic cotton. Oh. And um later, uh, when I realized the resources that go into making mm. organic cotton, I realized that it's such a waste. Yeah. Why should I use organic cotton for, for- packaging? packaging you know that it's an insult to the resources that's gone into yeah, making yeah. organic cotton True. so that's when we moved from organic we use uh, fabric waste for our
0: packaging nice okay
1: following the same concept do you really need an organic cotton scrunchie mm. you, you can know? make it from scraps right fabric Perhaps scraps, if, scraps yeah. yeah you can recycle upcycle and there are a lot of options for yeah. fabric waste out in the market yes, um, yes so now what's happening is the fabric waste concept is growing so much around the world uh-huh. that the textile industries and mills they are kind of you know trying to sell it okay they're not doing it. So they, no you cannot get it like okay I'll give you space and yeah, you know, know. Okay. now they're kind of like, oh, it's, uh, it's you need a to soul have soul. a swap Yeah, it's become a resource. So, you know, because availability is there.
0: Yeah, yeah. True. And they can monetize that waste now. So why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. But yeah, in a in a way I think it's good because at least that waste won't end up in the landfill and it'll be considered Mm -hmm. as something precious and something is used. It's used and yeah. Used again. The lifetime is increased increased. and yeah, true. Very true. Nice
1: so just one thing i want to add which we try to tell our customers also uh, you know like we as a retailer or a brand we find some good products send it to you that for our for us it's the, uh, the job is like about finding products getting it to you in a to a green channel in our own capacity but after that the responsibility is yours mm-hmm. you have to take care of the product um, you know, follow the care instructions properly, like, uh, yeah, wear it as much as you can, uh, share it, thrift it, you know, do swap it, do whatever you want. But after the product reaches you, it's the customer's or an individual's responsibility, which yeah. we do not have a control on yet, uh, on it yet. But, and I think that's very important to make, this whole thing more circular, I would mm, say.
0: Yeah. Um, would you consider like accepting worn-out clothes and again do something out of it in future? Uh, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes. This is. I. I'm a very strong believer of circularity. This is yeah. the need for circularity, and uh, this is something uh, we will look into once we have that scale of operation. Yeah. Uh, and um, even uh, you know, kind of getting into the thrift market.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. How we can plug into that. Uh that will be very interesting for us. We're just uh kind of studying how it is, you know, kind of developing in the region. Again, the scale of operation is much, much different when it comes to thrifting. Yeah. But uh, and we have to see how it fits only ethical the solution that we are currently offering. And yeah. How we can plug it in. So yeah, there is uh upcycling, recycling will be uh I mean we want to get into that game, not game I would say that purpose, mm. but it's just about how we can get the resources for it.
0: Yes, true. Yeah, nice. I just wanted to ask you, can you explain to, you know, the audience in layman terms how your sustainable fashion business model works and or actually you have explained that quite a lot in the conversation now but what ways is it different from a fast fashion business
1: we have sort of uh, partnered with uh, you know like one person for planet Gaia so we are not just talking we are actually yeah. doing the yes. things yeah and um, we have uh, like I mentioned Uh, made some strategic investments to even make sure the supply chain is uh, more greener. There is a real, what we want to bring is a real conversation out there about uh, consumerism and, uh, you know, fast consumption. Hence the reason why we have a make-on-order concept, which means, uh, you know, you place an order only then the product is actually made Mm. uh, and then sent to you. Uh, delivery timeline is longer because but that is that is the uh, that is how we want to operate today because we are again speaking about waste uh, management and things like that um so how are we different i think it's the way we curate the uh, brands the products that we have on our website and we are actually showing evidences of what we are doing and and we are not we are not in the game of you know kind of how do you say use and throw yeah right um, like just to give you an example like i know many fast fashion brands one of the challenges they have is that people order a lot from them like mm-hmm. 10 15 pieces they try them and they send back all 10 15 or you know, maybe fourteen of them they send back. So there is, uh, we don't encourage that. Yeah. So, so we have a very strict return policy. Mm. Uh, we charge fees for return, uh, which many fast fashion brands have started doing now, okay. um, uh, like H uh, and M H&M and Zara and people uh, brands like that. So the idea is, um, you know, while we are taking the responsibility of selling uh we would like the customers also to take the responsibility of uh conscious buying yeah so it, when uh, we have uh people ordering many items we reach out to them and ask them see uh, you have chosen xyz size uh is this a, your true size uh do you want us to help you to choose the correct size and things like that so we have that conversation going nice. um and we help the customers to um choose the right size for them okay. and most of the return uh conversations happen because of the sizes right? yes mm. And so, you know, we are reducing the probability of uh, return in that case. So, yeah, so that is so what I'm trying to say is that uh, we are we are actually doing the uh, opposite of what most uh, fast fashion, fast consuming product e-commerce marketplace do today, doing it by uh, offering uh, sustainable products
0: Mm. through more um, ethical channels, I would say. Wonderful. Beautifully said. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> what were your uh, challenges while running an ethical fashion business? Do customers support the concept of slow and ethical fashion? Yeah, more and more, uh, obviously, uh,
1: the, the mindset is changing. Uh, nice. So I think the idea of us having different price points on our website is kind of making it more accessible to the audience, uh, and you know more attractive for many more people
0: yeah. um,
1: and and uh yeah, so we have we are growing that awareness through the products that we have and like uh, how I uh, like I mentioned when you place an order, uh, you know we send a message asking you know the size no no, no. we also explain to them um the delivery timelines So many other oh my God, that's too long mm-hmm. and uh, then we explain to them the reasons why no 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 no. So if you're looking for something urgent, probably we're not the best place to buy. Mm. Uh, there are other options. Uh, but like you know, if you are ready to plan uh, for and future deliveries, uh, mm. yeah. Uh, you know we we could be helpful, um, and and uh, so that's how so that converse that understanding has changed a lot. Nice. Uh, and I think it's about uh, being brave and trying it. You know. Yeah. Uh, when I was launching uh, Only Ethical, many people told me, oh, no, it will not work
0: mm. because your
1: delivery timeline is too long. I said, uh, but this is the reason why we're doing it. Yeah. But, and then, you know, when you keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again, and when people keep hearing the same thing over and over again, it's basically how we have taught uh, fast consumerism. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, kind of... Uh, And I I don't want to say, you know, kind of pushing it on them. I would say educate. The
0: message just seeps into, you know. Yes. Yeah. And I think times are changing. I'm glad people are moving away from consumerism slowly because the conversation is so strong. It's everywhere. Uh, Exactly. uh, There are so many discussions happening about the waste and the problem with overconsumption. So the trend is changing a bit. And uh, so I think, yeah, as you said, if we keep on repeating repeating and 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 be persistent on that, uh, you know, model, I'm sure people will get used to it. It's just a matter of time, right?
1: Yeah. And then people uh, like you, you know, who do podcast, and, you know, try to uh, bring a story, like a, a story, you know, like only ethical out there. It It's more ears, more eyeballs, you know, so... Uh, so yeah, so I
0: think we all are the change makers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I'm um, so. This is why I started the podcast, frankly speaking, because I thought sustainable, you know, change makers are not yeah. getting enough, uh, what do you mm-hmm. say, that visibility in this world, and we need to speak more about what options are available and for yeah. how many businesses are taking that risk and trying to do good for the society and they definitely need to be celebrated and uh, talked about and you know yeah they are be because only then uh, frankly speaking might be people don't know such options exist uh, exactly. so you know they never get get to explore those options so once yeah. they hear more about it i'm sure there will be a change and yeah, yeah of course of course yes that's nice so lastly any advice you have about how people can make more mindful sustainable choices when it comes to fashion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From only <laughs> good one <laughs> yeah uh, i think uh
1: always know where you're buying it from you know see the, if we offer sustainable fashion, there's a certain price point that's available on our website. There is a range, yeah. But um, you have to see what works for you, what works for your lifestyle. Uh, and uh, there's also a lot of thrifting options available right now. Um, I think a, ni- a good sustainable wardrobe is a mix of, uh, you know, from sustainable brands, thrift, swap you know it that's a beautiful uh, story yeah. to say yeah uh, because um one of the thing is that fashion employs around 75 million people globally Wow. So okay.
0: yeah. So that's
1: huge. Yeah. There's yeah. and I'm not sure if the weavers in, you know, small yeah, villages. Are yeah. counted
0: in. Yeah.
1: So there is a there is a huge workforce that's depending on this fab, uh fashion industry. So economically, it is very difficult to say that you know, just we all start walking naked or you know, we don't buy any clothes mm-hmm. because there is uh there is there is livelihoods yes. uh, depending on this. Um, But at the same time, we also have an issue of overproduction, uh, overconsumption happening. So to balance that, I think a mix of buying from sustainable brands, swapping, thrifting uh, is good. I mean, you know, you can have... Uh, your options in terms of price points as well, styles mm-hmm. as well. And uh, yeah, this is, that, that's, that's how my wardrobe is. It's a mix of uh, sustainable brands. It's a mix of thrifted pieces, swapped pieces, I nice. buy shoes from friends. Wonderful. So yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think assess your lifestyle and see how you can make it a bit more uh, sustainable with different options available because um we are all responsible
0: of what's happening today so let's work together yeah nice wonderful mm-hmm. thanks Deepti it was a very you, uh, enlightening conversation and uh, I, thanks, I God, <laughs> no really and I appreciate your work your dedication and your determination, determination. Yes. staying uh, you know as true to sustain as sustainable as possible awesome. and exactly. i really love it and i i i definitely want people to support such brands because i think in fast fashion if you're buying 10 clothes it's uh, you can buy only what is needed and you can definitely support sustainable brands so yes. in, by you know having sustainable clothing we are supporting all the people in the supply chain like exactly right from the production to you know everyone so yes. that's that's uh, wonderful it was a great conversation I had thank I you really
1: same here me too
0: I enjoyed it thank you so much okay <laughs> bye have a good day bye thank you bye